Happy Sabbath, everyone. Happy Sabbath. All right, I pray we had a blessed week. And now as, now as the Lord has brought us to these um, holy and sacred hours, I pray that, that, we, may be, that we may continue to um, be nourished and, and, and sustained by, by His Word, both um, naturally with what Kanar went over and also spiritually in this time. And so before we begin... Let us um, open up with a silent word of prayer. Amen. Last week, Kennard went over a very um, a nice topic dealing with with us um, with our relation with uh, with with Christ and how the Lord is going to is is going to deal with His people because we are His we are His His body here on earth. We're His representatives here on earth. So it was only fitting that that the Lord would also impress upon him to go through things dealing with the physical body, the natural body, the right arm of the gospel. Because in dealing with the right arm of the gospel, it is how we are going to reach out and touch those that are in the earth and heal them from their ailments. So that the Lord can, through that, through the right arm of the gospel, reach out and touch and heal their spiritual sicknesses, their, their spiritual diseases, and remove the sin that is dwelling within their hearts. So as we, we go forward and the Lord is advancing us in the truth, He's helping us and developing us um, into a people that is going to conquer both the natural ailments and the spiritual ailments. Amen? Amen. Just as Moses, Elijah, Enoch, John, um, Habakkuk, whomever... They, they, had, they held both, the, they, they had both their right hand and their left. And in our previous prophecy seminars, the Lord showed us what the right arm and the left arm is. In one instance, it is um, those good angels on the right and those evil angels that are on the left. We will be able to command all of those and have the evil angels as our footstool. Amen. Amen. But on the other side, it will be for mankind. We would have the right arm, which is the health message, and the left arm, which would be also the gospel, which is healing both natural and spiritual sicknesses. So there's many ways to apply the body, and through this, the, the, the instruments of the body, we'll be able to, um, to bring sickness, which is sin, and disease to its final end. 
For, for these 4,000 years, sicknesses has been reigning throughout the earth. And for 6,000 years, sin has been um, reigning throughout this earth as well. So it's, 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 it's about time that we as a people bring this whole controversy to an end. Amen? Amen. And, and the Lord is going to help us do this with a grand and great revelation. And he's going to reveal to us all the plans, reveal to us all the, 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 the herbs, all the things that are going to help in uplifting man to those stature and the status of which we once were, were in. Amen? Amen? And in this grand and great revelation, we will all be made whole. Amen. We should have had a, a much grander amen than that because... For one, I want to be made whole. So I would lift up my voice as a trumpet and say, Amen, for us wanting to be whole. Um, go ahead, Kunar. Yeah, that's nice. As you said, for 4,000 years, disease reigned. But when Jesus came, the Bible says he healed all manner of, of diseases. Right there, disease was supposed to stop. But because man rejected the gospel, a worse disease came, the papacy. The papacy is mm -hmm. the worst disease man ever faced. But in 1798, the gospel came again. The Amen. first angel's message and put an end to that disease. But because men is rejecting this gospel, we're about to see a disease that we've never seen before. Amen. Because the first diseases. angel's message and the, sec the second and third is being rejected, there's a new disease that's about to come that man has never seen. That's going to take them, it's going to take them very bad. The papacy killed millions of people. Mm -hmm. So this new disease is going to kill so many people because they rejected the gospel. Amen. Go ahead. Amen. Um, the she says old um controversies, controversies will be arise. Amen. 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 And and new um and new um, controversies, controversies will 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 arise. Mm -hmm. So now that is also saying With old, old diseases, diseases. Yep. will revive. Yep. And new diseases will arise. Mm -hmm. So. So yeah, the time it, it be the a, time before us is gonna be it's gonna be very bad. Yep. Because then at the same time, because because Christ Christ says he he um brings out of his his storehouse things new, new and, and old. old. Amen. So ain't new and old. Amen. Exactly. He's gonna bring forth the old things or all the bad sicknesses in the past, but then new ones at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be because awful. Because in that time period, in the time of the papacy, you had the Black Death. Oh, yeah. And, and because of they, they received the literal Black Death, because the... Yeah, because the exactly, because the spiritual Black Death was there. So these old diseases, the bubonic plague is going to come right back up. Those things are going to come right back up. And then they, man thinks that it has a, 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 a hold upon leprosy. Well, leprosy, as the finger of God, is going to go rampant throughout the world again because it's an old disease that is going to come right back up out of the bottomless pit because they're trying to revive things that came out of that bottomless pit. The United States truly doesn't know what it's doing by laying with this, this Jezebel. And with this, so many different evils are going to come out. Many, many different evils. And the Lord is going to open this up as... As soon as the, 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 min, the light for the midnight cry um, comes, all these things we're going to start seeing come about rapidly. All these things in quick succession. We think time is moving fast. Now, just wait till the midnight cry comes and time is going to go even faster. 
Things are going to come in such quick succession. If we are not careful, they're going to fly right by us and we won't even be able to, 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 to recognize when we are already caught in a snare. So we must always be ready to watch, 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 watch before diverse temptations come upon us. But let us begin. So in the top of the notes, from CET 57 paragraph 2, and reading the bold, it says, they had a bright light, a bright, a bright what? Light. All right, a bright light. And Kanar just said a bright, a bright healing, a bright herb that was set up behind them. It says, um, set up behind them at the, at the what of the path? Beginning. The beginning of the path. All right. So message at the beginning of the path. Amen. So right at the beginning, all these old things are going to be revived. Right at the beginning. It says, which an angel told me was what? The midnight cry. So the midnight cry is that great healing that is going to come about. That great manifestation of God's glory. Amen. The power of God that is going to touch and be as a wave over all of us. Ellen White says that... She did not say that a tidal wave is going to sweep over, sweep over New York. But a tide, we saw a tidal wave already sweep over New York. And what was the name of that tidal wave? COVID. It was like a tidal wave that swept all over New York. And in rapid succession, people were dropping like flies. They were dropping and dropping and dropping. Because it was the finger of God. Oh, okay. All right, so, so, so she says, in the beginning of the path was the what? A bright light, a bright light which was the midnight cry. So John 1.1 1, 1 says, in the beginning was what? The midnight cry. And the, and the midnight cry was with God, and the midnight cry was God. Amen? All right, it says, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was what? So why not the health message? Because he is the way, the truth, and the, the life. So the health was always there in the beginning. It's right there. The Bible, and the, the, the Bible and the spirit of prophecy does not lie. So when you bring the sword and the shield together, you're already ready to go out to battle. Because the Bible is saying right there, in the beginning was the health. In the beginning was the midnight cry. Okay, verse 5. It says, And the light shineth in darkness at midnight, and the darkness comprehended it not. All right, so that word was. That word was, it means I exist. I live. So in the beginning, the word existed. Health existed. So even in 1989... When the Lord came with the, um, the message um, to this time, when he came and visited us, because um, once Christ came upon the scene, it was the time of Israel's, um, the, the time of visitation, the time of Israel's visitation. So now when it came to our visitation, the health and, um, and the, 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 the message to heal all Adventism was there in the beginning. Amen. Amen. So let us continue. So that word was, it means I exist. Now let's go to Genesis because that's the beginning. And Genesis 1.1, it says, in the beginning, 
God created the heaven and the earth. So, so now let's, let's, let's bring all these things together now. So the midnight cry is the beginning. It's the light, the health that was at the beginning of the path. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So in the midnight cry, the Lord is going to create the heavens and the earth, the mind and the body. Amen. When you want to pertain it to health, it's the mind, the heavens and the body. So in the beginning, the Lord is truly going to do what? Recreate us. That's what the health is there to do, to recreate our physical, natural bodies. And then create a, for us a new body. Because he says he goes to prepare a what? A body for you. So as he goes to prepare a body for you, he must first recreate the heavens. Because that's where he, he's going to dwell in the heavens, in your mind. So that he can now fit you so that you can enter this new what? Body. And it be all fully begins at the midnight cry. In the darkest time. In the beginning of the darkest time of man's history. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't, I don't want us to miss this because a couple of weeks ago, the Lord also showed that the light behind us is the Sabbath. Amen. And we can't miss this. This is not a midnight cry coming thing. This is something we do every single week. Amen. All right. And another thing um, in relation to the seeds, I like this because when you go in the Bible, it says the fruit tree bearing seed and the herb bearing seed. And so the Bible is telling us all the plants that create seed is for our healing. Because when man sinned, what did he say? He says, in thy seed and her seed. It's in the seed. All the, so we just got to understand, look for the plants that create seeds. Those are the things we ought to eat. It's a simple, it's really that simple, right? Fruits, nuts, vegetables, and grains, all the things that comes with the seed. We eat that, and our healing naturally is there. Yep, amen. All right, so verse, um, verse 2 of Genesis 1 says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moves upon, moved upon the face of the, of the waters. And God said, Let there be. Now let's look up what, I'm, I'm going to stop right there. But that phrase, let there be, because when I was going through this, I want to understand what does that also mean? If was mean that, that he existed, what does let there be means? And, and, and this is why the Lord sent me to this. Because in, in the concordance, it is H1961, which also means to exist. So the word was means I exist, and the word let there be means to exist. Amen. Yes, amen. So... So in, amen. So now let's bring it all together again. So in the beginning, in the midnight cry, the, the Lord is going to say to us, exist, exist in the simplest form of the matter, exist. Go ahead. I, I don't want us to miss the work we have to do before we get there. Yeah, the yeah, Lord amen. can't bring there. something into existence that you didn't work on. Amen. I'm getting there. there. there, there because man was not made until the sixth day, until everything for his survival was put in place. Mm -hmm. In order and, to make. And, and, and also, remember, uh, when the Lord showed us, um, I think at the beginning of this year or last year, 
that the Lord created all the work that man had to do beforehand yeah. so that when he was created, he immediately he had to go to work. Yeah. And he, he made that, that rule for all the things, that the work was created for first, then the, the labor was given. The, now, because we're, we saw that work, we know the length of the path. Mm -hmm. So we have to see the things going. In fact, we have to work on putting the things in place because now we're living the life of Christ. Amen. At the midnight cry, it's the fullness of time. Mm -hmm. God is just sending his son into our hearts. Amen. We have a work to do to prepare the way. Just like Christ said, let there be from Monday to, 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 to from Sunday to, to Friday. Mm -hmm. We now have to say, let there be by changing our diet, by keeping the Sabbath. By doing all the things necessary so that when the midnight cry comes, he can, he, can, he can breathe in us and we can stand up and go and do that work. Oh, I just want to add to the part. As soon as saying, you read it, but this is not the focus of your study. It says, and the Spirit of God move. Amen. Amen. Right now, the Holy Spirit is moving and preparing to let there be. Amen. And if we don't recognize the movements of the Holy Spirit right now, we're not going to exist. Amen. Which, that's what Matthew 25 teaches us. If we don't have oil, we're not going to exist. We're going to come up there looking for existence, going to the people that we see exist because they're doing the work the Bible says. They should, they're letting their light shine. But the foolish is going to say, give me some of your existence. existence. Amen. Give me some of the things that make you exist through this. And we're going to say, going by, the Spirit of God should be moving us right now to buy. Amen. That's what should be taking place. Amen. All right. So, amen. Yes. Let us continue. And the Lord is, is opening, up, opening up a lot of light on this, this, this chapter in John 17. There's a, there's a lot coming from, from these, 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 um, these verses. But let us, uh, let us read these things together. And by God's grace, we go back and revise these as a faithful Berean that we are all to be. And it says in verse 1, it says, These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven. Now, um, I want us all to keep all these, all the things even that I previously said all the way throughout the, the study. I know there's going to be some things that are, that are seen, and Romero is going to touch on um, some of these things as well and, and go even more in, in depth in, into it. But I pray that we, we do hold the hold the, the, the system that I'm that I'm trying to go through all the way to, to the end. Because there's a lot that is that is that is in in it. And I can't go over all of it, but is I just want us to follow this this um this 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 thought. Because is truly life gonna be given to us at the um, in the period between the midnight cry to the civil Sunday law. And we have to hold it all the way throughout, all the way to the end, because we cannot let go at any point in time. Okay? All right. So go back to verse 1. It says, These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes unto heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him what? Power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this, this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and who? Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Let's, let's keep that in mind. He said, he said, the only true God, right? And who else? Jesus and Jesus Christ. So there's these two that we have to um that we have to know. Yes, amen. So let us continue. 
It says, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had which with thee before the world was, before the world, the world existed. It says, I have mag uh, manifest thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Now, does that, does that sentence end right there? No, I mean, meaning in the sense of time. Does he, when the Lord was speaking, did he only make that um, yes, applicable only to the disciples? As long as the world exists, the text exists. Amen, yes. So, yes, amen. So all those all that are followers of Christ, that also applies to them. All right? So we must know, and we must know and understand that the same prayer that Christ gave, that Christ was doing literally upon the earth, uh, on the earth, is also applicable to who? Us, right now at this very time. So this, the Lord, at this very moment, as we are reading through this, is praying for who? Us. That we can have the same existence that he had with, with the Father. Amen? All right. Amen. Because he is from everlasting to everlasting. And his word is from everlasting to everlasting. So this prayer is from what? Everlasting, everlasting to everlasting. That prayer is to be answered for eternity. Amen. Yes. Okay. It says, Thine they were, and thou gavest them me. And they have kept thy word. It says, Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that, that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them, I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine, and all are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them, and now... I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as what? As we are one. We are, amen, yes. As we are. This goes back to um, what we went over for, for prayer meeting, that we all may be one, that we all may be an help meet unto the Father. It says... In verse 12, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. So the Lord has been carrying us all this way. The Lord has been with us all this way, even unto this day. Yes, that's the cord. Amen. That's the cord. Just like a child, that's the umbilical cord that has kept them all this way through their development. Just, just, amen, until their birth. Or you could apply it to your spine. That's your spinal cord that has kept you all this way, even until your, your death. It's the same cord. The messages go up and down the spinal cord. Yes, amen. Just like Jacob's ladder, up and down from heaven to earth. All right, where was I? Okay, verse 12. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept. And none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to thee, 
And these things I, I speak in the world that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I give I have given them thy word, and the word hath hated, and the world hath hated them, because they are not in the world, even at, even not of the world. Amen. Even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep keep them from evil. Amen. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through the what? Through the existence. Amen. Through this existence, thy word is truth. Sanctify them through the health, the right arm of the gospel, because thy word is the gospel. Amen. Because thy word is health. Now, the Lord... um, the Lord was trying to develop us into this, into this understanding so that, so that um, when we come to this, to this point of, of the Lord bringing us into this existence, the Lord may truly put a stamp upon us. And what is this stamp? The stamp that we can also be called the sun. That we, at this time, like, like, um, like Swindon says, that we can be sent forth as his son. All right. Now, and then, and of course, Satan, Satan deceived some so that they can war against this very thing, that they can war against that very title because he, amen, yes, because he gave up his sonship because he was once a son and Yes, exactly. It's the birthright. That's exactly what it is. It is the birthright. Your sonship is your birthright. Because if you give up your sonship, who are you a son of? You're a son of perdition. You're a son of the evil one. You're no longer a son of God. No, no. What, what the, we, we know what comes with being a son of God is going and give the gospel. That's the thing that was refused. If you look back, that's the thing that was refused. We need not go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and so to deny it is to say, well, we go when we say it's time to go. And that's what brought, and those very words is the disobedience that made them the sons of perdition. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's, let's, let's go back to this, this very point in Galatians 4, because all these things are connected. All these things bring about a full picture that the Lord wants us to, to see. Mm-hmm. For us to exist, we must be first sons because we must be born of God. All right? And I'm not saying that we're literally Christ on earth once again, but we are, in a sense, Christ on earth once again because we are having his character stamped upon our hearts. And to have the character of God stamped upon our, our hearts, which is the Ten Commandments, we are going to be labeled sons. But we have to be obedient to every requirement that is upon the law. Every single one of them. And if you give that up, you'll be one that is hated just like Esau. Ananias and Sapphira gave up that sonship. They gave up the blessings that was, that was given unto them. And because of that, they aligned themselves with, with the papacy. They aligned themselves with the son of perdition. They gave it up just for some money just for some gain, some momentary happiness, they lost eternal joy. It is, it is foolishness. We must understand John 1 to maintain that sonship. Yeah, you must understand John 1 to maintain that sonship. 
Um, because, well, John 1, 1, 1 to 3, actually, because he says, for God so loved the world Amen. that he gave Indeed. his son. Mm -hmm. When you understand what makes Christ a son, then you start treating this thing differently. Yes. You must understand what makes him a son, how he gave up being God, not being God, but how he chose to take on the flesh and to wrap up that divinity in that frail when you understand that, that that's the reason he could be called a son in the first place. Amen. Then you start realizing, whoa, wait a minute. He really did that for me. Amen. He did that for me. Amen. And I'm here playing the fool and I'm not willing to, to give up this so that I could get the very thing he wrapped up in that flesh. Man. That's the thing. That's what, and then that's what makes you fall down and pray like Daniel did. Yeah. And then once you fall down and pray like Daniel did in Daniel 9, what happens? Michael comes and gives you the, 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 the 2300. Amen. And then from that, he gives you the fullness of Daniel 11. Amen. Go ahead. I like that. And if we really pay attention, that's really, about to, that's really what's about to happen to some of us, hopefully all of us at this next event. That spirit that, that wasn't because the Bible says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ, Christ. Jesus, mm -hmm. who humbled himself. Mm -hmm. Daniel had that mind. Mm -hmm. And the Lord, it, that existence is having that mind. Amen. Those who exist at the midnight cry, they're going to show they have that mind. Mm -hmm. And they're going to humble themselves, right? In, we're really going to fall on our faces. Amen. If it, if it, it, it's it's going to be a wonderful And that, that's, that's another point, too. I praise God you brought that up. And, and the Bible is so plain. It says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. If you have the mind of Christ, why can you not be called the Son of God? It's just that plain. If I have the mind of Christ, then I'm a son of God. Lucifer was a son of God. All the created beings under him was a son of God. Adam was a son of God. So if I'm, if I'm a son of the Son of God, would that make me a son of God? If I'm obeying the commandments. Yes. Amen. All right. So let's, let's continue. And, we, and we're, we're familiar with um, Galatians 4. And it says, um, and I'm just going to read verse 5 and, um, oh, actually 4 to 6. And it says, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman under the law says, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his, of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. John 5 and verse 20 and 21 says, for the, for the father loveth the son, and showeth him all things that, that himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than these. That ye may marvel. Ha, huh, I just. Yes, okay. Yeah, then these. Yeah, that ye may marvel. For as the Father raises, raiseth up the dead and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. Okay. And that word um, quickeneth from G2227, it means to make alive or give life. All right, or vitalize, or, or revitalize, which is also connected with health. Revive, yes. So, okay, so, now let's take that meaning and let's bring it to Ephesians, um, Ephesians 2 and Colossians 2 as well. And it says, and, he, and you hath he made alive. He quickened. 
It says, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Colossians 2. It says, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he made alive together with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses. So to be forgiven of your trespasses is to be made alive, is to exist. Yes. Yes, it does. Amen. 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 That man, there's so many ways to prove it that you start as a son. Abraham had two sons. Christ had two sons. Mm -hmm. Haven't I chosen you? And one of you is a devil. devil. John and Judas was Christ's two sons. They had the spirit of Christ. And they were his sons as Christ was the father's son. It's the same thing. Same the thing. Yeah, it's the same process. You're mm -hmm. a son of, of God, of Christ, right at the beginnings of, ba of baptism. It's up to you which son you be. Mm -hmm. Are you going to be the one that obey or are you going to be the one that disobey? But even if you disobey, you're still a son. Mm -hmm. <laughs> even the, It's called a disobedient son. You're still a son. Amen. The, the only problem is when, you, when you're a disobedient son, now you, you, you ultimately eliminate your choice. Now you don't have a choice in the matter, and now you're, you're just operating off of, off of this, 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 this bondage that just do whatever you are compelled to do. But let's go to Ezekiel 37, where it speaks about man as well. It says in verse 1, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and carried me out, carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of, of the valley, which was full of bones. So now these bones are, are dead. It says, And caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry, so they were dead a long time. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bows live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. Legendary also means to cause. What did you say? I'm sorry. Legendary mm -hmm. also means to cause. This is what I'm saying. Ah, yes. Be, Amen. Okay, I will cause breath. Yes. Let there, there be. be breath, right? Let there be breath. Yes. And amen. Now that word live from verse five it means to quicken. Amen. So to make alive, to make exist. All right. So now let's see what this. This, um, this, when you're quickened, you have this quickened spirit. And, and, and it's nice. I, 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 whenever, you, whenever the Lord opens up something and then he develops it, when you look back at the beginning of what the Lord has opened up, that, that beginning always seems a lot brighter. It's Amen. always brighter. It's, it's, just, it's just always so beautiful. But go, go ahead, Kunar. Oh, that's really nice, you know, when you, when you, the, way you, the way the Lord is helping you to put it out. When God says, exist, now this makes sense why Christ said what he says. God is not the God of those who don't exist. He's the God of the living. Amen. He's only the God of those who exist. who exist. You don't have Christ in you, you don't exist to God. 
if you have the Son in you, you exist to God. Amen. So baptism, baptism really is important because mm-hmm. this is where you, you either exist or you don't exist. That's why Christ can say one of you, haven't I chosen you 12 and one of you don't exist? Mm-hmm. One of you before God is just dead. dead. But the other, y'all exist. Amen. It's nice. That's how come the, the, blood of, of, um, the blood of Abel can cry out to him. Because of his obedience, he exists. To God, he still exists. Amen. So that answers also to the martyrs in the 1260. Prior from under the altar. Amen. How long they exist. Yes. Amen. Yes. But, but yes, let's go to this quick spirit. And I, and I really like this. From Matthew, from Matthew 16. And this is, this is it's beautiful because a few weeks ago, um, Kanar went over, was it Kanar? He said a certain, certain sound? not a certain sound, a certain, he was talking about a certain saint as well. And, and I don't remember exactly, but we, all, we also went over a certain place. Amen. So let, let, let's, let's try to think back on that, a certain place. Okay. So let's read verse 13. Right. And it says, and when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? What do you already see from there? Mm-hmm. Caesarea Philippi was that certain place. Caesarea Philippi was that certain place. So that's why years ago. They were fighting over the Caesarea Philippi because to find the Messiah, you have to be at a certain place. And Caesarea Philippi was the certain place that the disciples were at for them to receive what? The revelation. Amen. Yes. We did. We taught that. I remember Jeff. That's where Jeff came up. Paneum and Raphael. Yes. 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 But. Because get the mic. Wait for the mic. What does it mean when I'm here? Yeah, because this was something in which they um in which back in 2016 they 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 um focused on but they focused on it in the wrong way. Yes. Exactly. Yes. But because Matthew 16, that place leads you to um, to, 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 excuse me, to, to Daniel 11. Amen. Because Caesarea Philippi, um, in, in, in the past, it was in, 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 oh, Paneum? Yeah, Paneum. It's Caesar. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, anyways. Yeah, so the certain place then, my first thought would then be d- d- Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Amen. 40, 45. Amen. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. D- Daniel. Daniel eleven. Then. Uh huh. That is that certain place where God, God, God will show forth His Spirit. A- amen. Onto us all, so that. So that we might see him as the son of, son of God, God as well, Amen. too. Amen. But, anyways. But, yes. So, so yes. Yeah, Sim- 
Yeah, there are a few thoughts that, there's that, a lot of that there's a lot of things that go with it, but giving a mic. If when you come there, if you don't see spiritual, you're going the other way. Yes. Because right there, if you don't see things spiritually, you're, 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 that's what happened in 2016. That's what happened in the fifth day, the fourth mm -hmm. month. They just, one goes natural, and the other one just goes, just go because he sees what the spirit is saying. The spirit of God is moving, so they go that way. Amen. And they being prepared for that light. Amen. So, so this is why the Lord um, wants, He's telling us that we're a son at the beginning because the son knows where his father is. So he, he has to meet him at this certain place. And to meet a certain, you have to meet a certain saint at a certain place. So symbolically, they were at this certain place because the Lord doesn't put things in the Bible that are, that are just meaningless. So they were at a Caesarea Philippi in this certain place and they received a question. So now let's, let's continue. As, and they said, some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, and, and one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? He says, And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the what? Christ. The Christ, the Son of the living God. Okay. Yes, I got um, Okay, go ahead. Just to go back real quick, because I remember that um, Ellen White, she says, um, Jesus and his disciples had come into, the t into one of the towns about Caesarea Philippi. They were beyond the limits of Galilee in a region where idolatry prevailed. This part. Here, the disciples were withdrawn from the controlling influence of Judaism. <laughs> the Lord is taking yeah. us out of the influence of certain men. Amen. This is why we had to separate from our brethren. Amen. God had to take us out under that influence in order to really teach us what he wanted to teach us. But some, some turn around and say, it's not of God. We're it not is, sons. He's not let flesh us and blood far. didn't reveal that to us. I mean, um, flesh and blood revealed that to us. That's really what they were saying. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? Not God. So, Amen. Yeah. Now, all right. So now let's, let's, let's get to the importance of, of these, two, these two points. The midnight cry and the civil Sunday law. It's going to be a really dark time in between those those periods but that if we need to remember this then because that means the lord we have to remember this he always brings us to a place where he separates us from controlling influences yeah you got to remember this because that this he's teaching us for the sunday law everyone who comes into this message remember i'm gonna bring y'all to a place where you have to make a decision between god or man amen you're gonna have to make that decision amen so i i, I like that you, you say, say yes, yes that it has yes it has to be you have to this the what and this is the importance of of um of Peter's answer because what Peter answered showed that he existed because to give that answer the lord says that flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you so the midnight cry we're going to be asked a specific question and once the lord asks us that specific question the answer we give um, tells if we're going to move on or if we're going to just depart oh, from, man. amen, depart from, from, from our brethren and go the other way. Are we going to depart from evil? Or are we going to depart from God? So let us, let's continue. And it says, and Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thy who? Simon Barjona. Simon Barjona. Let's keep that in mind. It says, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but who? My Father, which is in heaven. Okay, so the midnight cry, you're going to have this revelation that's going to come from, just put it here, from the Father. 
All right. And you're going you're gonna to have to say that you receive this, this revelation. That's what the test is about. And it says, and then it says, and I say also unto thee. So who's the one who just spoke? Christ. Christ. So I say, and I say also, in addition to what you got from the Father, that revelation you got to the Father, here's another revelation. It says that thou art who? Peter. Now let's take note of what the Bible said. Exactly. Amen. In the previous verse, he called him Simon Bar-Jonah. But in this verse, he called him Peter. He Amen. He existed to him. He Amen. He gave him that name. He called him specifically a different name. That is the purpose of that. Because he says, I also say unto you. That's the second revelation right there in Matthew 16. You have to receive one from the Father and one from Christ. One from the Son. Uh, and then you answer that correctly. You receive the, the revelation. And then he gives you that name. And upon this rock, the revelation that you receive there from Christ, amen, it's both of them, the two pillars, that's the two pillars in front of the, um, the sanctuary, those two, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against thee. The Catholic church tries to mess it up and say that it was Peter. No, it was the revelation that Peter received from the father and the revelation that he received from Christ. Those two revelations carried them straight um, forward. It carried the message all the way down to us today. Amen. And that's why we can exist today. Amen. Because if we hold on to that cord, we exist. Amen. Plain and simple. Yeah. Verse 19. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, both naturally and spiritually, health and the gospel. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. We're going to loose people's minds. People that are, 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 are dumb, down syndrome, all these things, we're going to loose their minds. And we're going to lose people from these, these demons that are holding them captive to do all these fornications, all these drinkings, all these things. It says, says, then charge his disciples that they should tell no man um, that he was Jesus Christ. Now let's continue. DA 677, paragraph 1. Now this is a part of the work that, that we must do here. It says, here is my father glorified, said Jesus, that ye bear much fruit. God desires to manifest through you the holiness, the benevolence, the compassion of his own character, making you a son. Yet the Savior does not bid the disciples labor to bear fruit. He tells them to abide in him. If ye abide in me, he says, and my words abide in you, ye shall, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. It is through the word that Christ abides in his followers. This is the same vital union that is represented by eating his flesh and drinking his blood. The words of Christ are spirit and life, spiritual and natural. It says, receiving them, you receive the life of the vine, the cord. 
You live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Matthew 4, 4. The life of Christ in you produces the same fruit as in him. Living in Christ, adhering, adhering to Christ, supported by Christ, drawing nourishment from Christ, you bear fruit after the similitude of Christ. Sorry, it says, um, yet the Savior bid the disciples not to, not, it does not bid the disciples to labor to bear fruit. Mm -hmm. But they're going to bear fruit. Yes. They don't have to labor. Christ already, it's really nice when you read it. It's like, uh, abide in me. Our, I'm going to do this work for you. And you just have to abide in the, in the order that I've set forth. And you're going to see fruit in the end. That, that's pretty nice. In this last meeting with his disciples, says the great desire which Christ expressed for them was that they might love one another as he loved them. Again and again, he spoke of this. Says these things I command you, he said repeatedly, that ye love one another. His very first injunction when alone with them in the upper chambers was a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I has loved you, that ye also, that ye also love one another. To the disciples, this commandment was new, for they had not loved one another as Christ had loved them. He saw that new ideas and impulses must control them, that new principles must be practiced by them. This is how it, it was a new commandment, because it was a new impulse and a new command that they had to also in, um, in place upon themselves. It says, through his life and death, they were to receive a new conception of love. The command to love one another had a new meaning in the light of his self-sacrifice. The whole work, the whole work of grace is one continual service of love, of self-denial, self-sacrificing effort. During every hour of Christ's sojourn upon the earth, the love of God was flowing from him in irre irre irrepressible streams. All who are imbued with his spirit will love as he loved. The very principle that actuated Christ will actuate them in all their dealing one with another. This love is the evidence of their what? Discipleship. Discipleship. Yes, it's the, yes, amen. It says, by this shall all men know that ye are my son, said Jesus. If ye have loved one to another... When men are bound together, not by force or self-interest, but by love, they show the working of an influence that is above every human influence. Where the oneness exists, it is evidence that the image of God is being restored in humanity, that a new principle of life has been implanted in us, and when we do it in the world, it shows that there is power in the divine nature to withstand the supernatural agencies of evil and that the grace of God subdues the selfishness inherent in the natural heart. Okay, that's why it's a new principle that is going to be given unto us because it's, it's something that is just, just, just not natural to the human um, heart. Go ahead. Oh, okay. All right. So... All right, so now let's go to this, this certain place. And Genesis 28 tells us of this, this certain place. Because all had to come to a, a certain place so that they can see Christ. And 
and and we all and and, and the the Bible is is laden with this 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 certain place because Moses had to come to a certain place, Israel had to come to a certain place, John um, the Revelator he had to go to a certain place, Christ met John the Baptist at a certain place, so we have to be at a certain place. We all had to come to a certain place that we may receive this revelation that we may see Christ. But in this certain place, and Mario is going to um, touch upon this, is, is, it's going to be a dark time. It's going to be a very, very hard time out naturally. In, in, in the world, we're going to have this, this tribulation. Well, go ahead. In this, all the certain places among to one accord in one, in one place. Oh, yes. Amen. That's really all it is. And, and right there, Christ come upon you. Amen. So... All right, so in this certain place, in Genesis 28, um, not, Jacob sees this, this ladder, and he sees angels ascending and descending upon this ladder. Amen? Amen. So, so now let's jump to, to Genesis um, 32, and let's go to verse um, 24, the, the bold. And it says, And Jacob was left alone, and there rustled a man with him until the break of, of the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of what? Of his thigh. Keep that in mind. That's, that's really important as well. He touched the hollow of his thigh. It says, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he rustled with him. Now let's go to, let's go to um, Psalms 18. Oof. All right, let's go to the Psalms 18 now. And at first I was going to like remove this this comment from the Esword's um Bible. Bible. Yeah, but I I chose to leave it cuz I like what they said as well. It says the chief to the chief, amen. To the chief musician, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spake unto the Lord the words of, of this song in the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And now it's the dark time. Yes. Amen. That's why I wanted to keep it, because the hand of Saul is the hand of, of Satan. So when the Lord deliver us from the hand of Satan, this is this song that is, gonna, is going to come out. And he said, I love thee, O Lord, my strength. The, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength and whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies to sorrows of death, the sorrows, amen, the sorrows of death come past me and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. So when we get to this certain place, as we were with Jake, um, just like with Jacob, these floods of ungodly men are going to come past us. And also Satan is going to come past us and try to bring back things that we once overcame and try to have us to fall to these things once again. It says, the sorrows of hell come past me about. The snares of death pre prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple and my cry came before him, even into his ears. Then... The, the earth shook and trembled. And this is this earthquake that, that Kennard was talking about um, two Sabbaths ago. It said, the foundations also of the hills 
The hills moved and were shaken because of his wrath, because he was wroth. Says there went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by by it. He bowed, he bowed the heavens um, also, and and came down. And darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly. Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his what? So his secret place. Amen. His pavilion round about him were dark, dark waters and thick clouds of the sky. So when you meet, when you come to this certain place, this is the Lord's secret place. So the certain place is the Lord's secret place. And when you get to this certain place, which is the Lord's secret place, there's going to be darkness round about. He that dwelleth in the secret place shall abide. Amen. And Christ says, if you abide in, in me. me. Yeah. Amen. So this is, this is this place where we're going to, where by God's grace, we all meet the Lord. Um, okay. Yes, you gotta, yeah, you got to go to this certain place, which is the secret place. Now, let's go under the heavens open. And, the, this is, and this is also why the Lord showed us the fifth day, fourth month, where the heavens open. Because the heavens, when the heavens open, we were supposed to go to this secret place. Because in the flood, in the time of the flood, the spirit of prophecy states that the heavens opened and turrets of water came down from, from, from the heavens. So the heavens open and turrets of water. Yeah, amen. This flood was coming upon earth. And where was Noah? In the secret place. But what was going, around, going on around him? Darkness, thick clouds, a flood. So Noah was in this certain place. He was in that secret place. And that's where we must be because that's the Lord's pavilion. But you can only know of that if you are a son. And you can only be a son if you exist. Go ahead. Yeah, to add a point to that, that's nice that you just showed. New York City was just flooded the other day. So the Lord is telling us there's about to be a flood of ungodliness in New York City. Amen. People better get out before the Civil Sunday Law. There's mm -hmm. about to be a flood of ungodliness in that city. Amen. So now, so now when you get to this secret place, and now this is, this is the, the height of what I wanted to, to get to. You get to this secret place. What would take place in the Lord's secret place. And it's, and it's something that, that Satan himself really wished he wanted, he really, he really wished he knew. Because this is the one thing that Satan does not know about what's going on that's going to take place here upon the earth. There's this one, one thing that he wanted. This one thing he's always wanted from the beginning. And what caused his fall? Well, one of the issues that caused his fall because there was three things that made him completely fall. And this was the, the, one of the one things that made him fall. One of the first things that, that made him um, jealous. So once we don't meet Christ in that, in that certain place, in that secret place, jealousy is going to, amen, jealousy is going to come out. Jealousy is going to start to rise up in us just like, um, just like Lucifer. And he's going to possess us just like he did to Judas. Because Judas... He was, he was at that certain place, but he left the certain place right before Christ gave that revelation unto them. Yeah. So he left right before the revelation. 
So we, that's why I keep saying that we must endure from the beginning of the midnight cry all the way to the end. Because she says that there was a light at the beginning of the path, which was the midnight cry. Amen. And it led all the way along the path to the city of God. So we must receive that light at the beginning and take it all the way to the end. But this one thing, now let's, let's continue under the meeting. 1SM 279, um, paragraph 2. Because man, because man fallen could not overcome Satan with his human strength, Christ came from the royal courts of heaven to, to, help, to help him with his human and divine strength combined. Christ knew that Adam in Eden, with his superior advantages, might have withstood the temptations of, sin, of Satan and conquered him. He also knew that it was not possible for man out of Eden, separated from the light and love of God, um, since the fall, to resist the temptations of, of Satan in his own strength. In order to bring hope to man and save him from complete ruin, he humbled himself to, make, to take man's nature, that with his divine power, combined with the human, he might, he might reach man where he is. This is why it's important for us to understand sonship. This is, this is why, because he's going to combine himself with us that we can take down Satan. And, and that's why um, Satan wanted to fight it so vehemently when it, when it was coming out, so that we don't accept being called sons. Because if you don't accept it, you're not accepting the divine nature that's going to combine with your human nature to go forward to defeat Satan. It says, he obtains from the fallen sons and daughters... Of Adam, the that strength which is which it is impossible for them to gain for themselves, that in His name they might overcome the temptations of Satan. All right, now let's go to the next quote. It says Christ had been taken in the council. Now we're going we're going to take our minds back to heaven. All right, this was before Lucifer um, became Satan. It says Christ had been taken into the council with the Father in regard to His plans. While Satan was unacquainted with them, he did not understand. Lucifer did not understand at that time. Neither was he permitted to know the purposes of God. All right. So now what were these? What was in that meeting? What was in that meeting that was taking place? And the, the, Bible, the Bible opens it, opens up a, a, a portion of it, a small portion of it so that we could get a glimpse into that meeting. Because we have to receive the fullness at the, at the, um, at the midnight cry to the civil Sunday law. Now, Hebrews 1, 1 to verse 5. It says, God, who at sundry times in diverse manners spake in, in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last, last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also... He made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said, he at any time, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. 
And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. So now this, this is this conversation between the father and the son. This, this meeting between Christ and um, the father. This is taking place in that meeting. So let's go on. It says in 1 Chronicles 17, verse 13 and 14, I will be his father. Okay? Now, this, remember, this is this conversation. The father is speaking unto the son, and the son is speaking unto the father, and this is how they're communicating. It says, I will be his father, and he shall be my son, and I will not take my mercy away from him as I took it from him that was before thee. All right. So now let's go to the cross. Did the Lord have mercy upon Christ when he, when he was upon the cross? No. No, he didn't. He took the whole weight of the punishment. Yeah, he took the whole, he took the seven last plagues. He took the brightness of God, all of it. He took all of it so that we don't have to take all of it. All right? So if that was the case, and this is the father speaking unto his son and preparing him for the, um, the, the, the path that he's about to go to, who's the one that he had mercy on before Christ? What was that? Amen. It was Lucifer. Yeah, exactly. He did not. Lucifer has yet to receive the punishment that he received. That he was supposed to receive. Amen. So the one that was before Christ that didn't receive it was Lucifer. So the so the Father is telling is is speaking to Christ about the punishment that he's going to receive, and he continues. It says, but I will settle him in mine house and in my kingdom, kingdom forever, and his throne shall be established forever, forevermore. Just and that's exactly what's gonna happen. Christ's kingdom is gonna be set up forevermore because he didn't have um he didn't have mercy upon that son. First um, Chronicles 22 and verse 10 it says, He shall build an house for my name. And he shall be my son, and I will be his father. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Psalms 89, 26 and 27 says, He shall cry unto me, Thou art my father. Is that not what, um, what Christ said? My God, my God. Amen. He cried unto his father in that time. He says, And the rock of my salvation. Also, I will make him my firstborn. Higher than the kings of the earth. Now he says he makes them higher than all the kings of the earth. So that what would that make him? Ah, amen. Yes, that make him king of kings. But is it king of kings of only the kings of the earth? No, it's all the universe. It's all the, 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 all the unfallen worlds as well. Yes, amen. So in this meeting with the father, they're going through the punishment that he has to he has to go through by taking on this sonship. And he's going to and from it, he's going to be ruler of all the kings of the earth. Now, remember, remember, I said to remember what uh, what happened with Jacob. What did the what did Christ touch when he was wrestling with him um, when he was wrestling with him that night? His thigh. OK, let's keep keep that in mind. Still remember it. Revelation 19 and verse 11 to 16. It says, and I saw heaven do what? I saw heaven opened. All right. It says, so, all right. It says, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat 
upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth, he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Just like in the beginning. Just This is John 1. He says, and the armies which were in heaven. This is why John 1 is so important. This is why. Because it's giving you, this is, it's the beginning of this revelation of Christ. That same revelation that, um, that was given unto, unto Peter in Matthew 16. And, and that revelation is in that meeting. That meeting. There's a little difference here that I like. Um, because it says, um, when Christ came the first time, he didn't come with angels. Mm -hmm. And John says, we beheld his glory full of grace and truth. Amen. When you read Revelation 19, it says, and the armies which were in heaven came with him. Amen. So he's coming with his glory, the glory of the Father. And the glory of the and angels. And the glory of the angels. Mm -hmm. And this is not grace and truth. This is wrath. This is wrath. This yes. is the end of all because the armies are coming. Mm -hmm. The first time he didn't come with the armies because mm -hmm. he didn't come to destroy. He said that. I came not to condemn but to save, but Amen. this time, this is this, see here, this it, time is Daniel eleven. Yeah, he's coming with everything because he's about to destroy and to make new again. Amen. So, and the armies which which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with an iron rod. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness um, and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his what? And on his thigh. A name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So when Jacob was rustling and he, he was showing forth Christ in the meeting, receiving the title King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Lords. That's why the Lord touched the thigh. It showed him King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. You can only get that if you exist to God. If you receive the sonship, if you're and the only way you get it is if you're in that meeting. Let's let's think back. Satan has been and seen all things that took place in that earth, in the earth. He saw all things that took place in heaven since he went into rebellion. This is the one thing that Satan never saw, that meeting. So he's trying hard to keep his people out of that meeting. Divert their minds from that secret place. Don't let them meet Christ, meet that certain saint in that certain place so that they cannot take part in that meeting. That meeting between Christ and the Father is what is needed for us to carry on. And, at the, and once we receive that revelation, the last revelation that Christ gave, just like what he gave to Peter in, in Matthew um, 16, that is what you receive. You receive on your, on your vesture, just like Jacob, that you have, 
that you are a part of the, the Lord, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. That's why he can give Peter that name. That's why he can call, he, he never called him just straight Peter before that. He called him Simon Barjona. But once you, 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 are, you enter into that meeting, the place where Satan never had his eyes upon, that one thing that he never had, that's what trumps you above him. That's what puts you above Satan. That's why he is then your footstool. That's the thing he does not know. That meeting. That's why, that's why he go forth to make away many. Yep. He go kill because, because he sees that. Yep, because you Satan. now have what he doesn't. That what he can never obtain. Amen. Amen. And that was one of the things that made him fall. Not being a part of that meeting. Not being in that meeting is one of the things that rolls up his jealousy. We must be faithful all the way to the end. For us to exist, for us to get that perfect body, to be oneness and health, we must take all the things that the Lord has, 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 um, has given unto us. And the Lord says to combine and blend. Combine and blend all the truths He has given us. It's one cohesive message from, the, from 89 all the way down. And it's going to continue to build once we continue in that way. All right. Let us close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, truly, O oh Lord, you have, you have led us this whole way. And as you are building these, these, um, these truths step by step, level by level, layer by layer, I pray, O oh Lord, that we may continually stand upon, on, upon this platform that you have given unto us. Please help us, O oh Lord, that we may receive the title of, of, of son. And Lord, even from the beginning, you have allowed us to, to receive that title. I pray that we may keep it, that, the, that we may nourish it and, and not be like Esau and selling it. So I pray, O oh Lord, in this Sabbath day, that, that, that we may plead for, for your divine aid, that we may, may, may not deceive ourselves, that we may not hinder ourselves from receiving the, the salvation of the Lord. Help us and guide us in this, in this Sabbath day. And please be with the next speaker, that he may build upon the things that, that has been spoken in this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.